That's ironic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you very, very much for joining me. Um, this is Subliminal Message Studios, and I am your host, Leonardo. And what you just heard, if you are listening to this on the audio segment, huh, uh, my bad, my videos are already starting to starting to crap. So, if you're listening to this on audio segment, let me explain to you what that was. That was a group full of teenagers that were either saying "f these bridges." Or they were saying F these B-I-T-C-H's. Either way, um, one, there's no bridge around them, so I don't know what they're talking about. Two, the irony of a, a group full of women shouting a derogatory insult that's mainly, mainly, mainly always thrown to a woman. The irony of them saying that during a women a woman's right to abortion protest, is it's... it's honestly staggering because the definition of a, a bitch is a pregnant female dog i'm just saying you know i'm just throwing it out there so the irony if they are saying you know b-i-t-c-h's which i think they are um and if they are saying bridges then um there's no bridge around them but if you want to sh watch a short little clip of them, uh, the KTV and the mainstream media has been, or state-run the state-run mainstream media has been helping the democratic system gaslight the public of Nebraska and giving them the impression that they actually had thousands of there and they had hundreds of people there and it was not hundreds and it definitely was not thousands, uh, maybe at the most 150. Maybe. That's being generous, guys. But um, all in all, it was a complete crap show, ladies and gentlemen. The, the Democrats used the teenagers and the youth for divisiveness, divisiveness and more or less just were inciting violence among the youth. And last night, um, you know what I mean? And last night, it was uh, that much more awesome. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, uh... I want to get to this, guys. This is a statement that was uh, put out by um, one of our senators, um, uh, Senator Tony Vargas, and he's actually running for Congress right now, guys. And the irony of what he was saying, uh, the irony of his statement when it comes to Roe versus Wade, it's honestly... It's honestly very, very, very um, hilarious. And once again, this is all. This all comes out after multiple senators have put out tweet after tweet inciting violence. One of our, uh, one of our uh, uh, senators, Senator um, uh, Megan Hunt, she put out a tweet inciting violence on the rest of her colleagues at the courthouse. She wanted to incite people to yell and scream and harass her own colleagues down at the courthouse, and a uh, quote unquote, and not give them a moment of peace if you don't think that's inciting violence and if and it goes even further because yesterday this is just one of the things i was at an omaha scanner listen to this public safety investigating monday morning dumpster fire on scott campus huh hmm whatever that came from antifa camera footage showed three teens shooting fireworks towards the dumpster before leaving the area yeah this is uh, another one so this is f Uh, I, I apologize. So this is um, uh, last night. Officers in foot pursuit of male fleeing to backyards westbound. Numerous officers are assigned in the area of 90th and West Dodge Road for that planned protest. 
Now, um, a, here and, and, and this is this is another one, guys. Listen to this: a vehicle mounted a rock last night, ladies and gentlemen. Two people were shot last night, and two people were getting uh, got into sorry, three people got into wrecks, and that all happened last night after this protest. Let me tell you what the irony of the uh, the irony, and not just the irony, the incitement that is allowed from the democratic system. Because keep in mind, if this came out of Republicans' mouth, if Republicans put out tweets saying that we should incite violence at the courthouse and harass and intimidate the Nebraska Republican colleagues, they would be locked up right away. The FBI would be investigating them. They'd open your door, sir. We have a warrant for your property for you. Everything, you know what I'm saying, and 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 listen to this. And I want to keep in me keep in mind, guys. It took two years. It was two years of the COVID lockdown, two years of people being forced to wear a mask out in New York City. Things like um uh, things like this going on. Excuse me. Let me get this video going. I think it might go to an ad. Yep, it went to an ad. I apologize. Give me um. Uh, well, according to this, give me 10 seconds. But during the peak of the uh, pandemic, this stuff was going on. And the libtards, and the libtards, you know what they're saying? Uh, well, the COVID vaccine mandate, and uh, and um, it's going to start off real good with a good old libtard uh, talking about how. And the reporter asked her, do you think vaccine mandates should be implemented? Her response is historical. I guarantee she was out there protesting Roe versus Wade, talking about my body, my choice. But almost a year ago, and this video is in uh, July twenty eighth, uh, uh, July twenty eighth of two thousand twenty one. This is the libtard response when it comes to force vaccines, force mandates. If you're going to work, you have to have the vaccine. If you're going to eat food, if you're going to walk into a walk into a grocery store, you have to have a, uh, have to have a vaccine. Forced vaccines, and I hear, and it's just amazing. But listen to what they say. Do you think New York should have a vaccine mandate for healthcare workers? Yes. Do you think New York should have a mandate for healthcare workers? Let me rewind that. Let me hear. Let's hear what this libtard says again. Do you think New York should have a vaccine mandate for healthcare workers? Yes. A quick survey on the streets of New York. City gives you an idea of how split some people are. Yeah, and it can go even further than that, guys. Listen to this one. This is uh, back in um, August 12th of 2000, uh, 2021, guys. TV Live at 5. Live at 5. Eight health systems here in Nebraska will now require employees to get the coronavirus vaccine. Let's whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you went a little too fast right there, honey. I want you to slow down and repeat what you said. Eight health systems here in Nebraska will now require employees to get the coronavirus vaccine. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so requirement, you know what I mean? It's another way of saying either you get a vaccine or you're not going to have a job here, ladies and gentlemen. You know, um, uh, kind of like the kind of like what the uh, um, kind of like what we could say is, well, technically Roe versus Wade wasn't really a law or anything. It was just a requirement. You know what I mean? Right. It's just a requirement. Now, I want to get to the statement of uh, Tony Vargas and what he thinks about Roe versus Wade. This is a statement he has on his Web page. The contradictions. And honestly, uh, this this is one of the main reasons why I, um, uh, I I would never vote for this guy. That's not to say he's a bad person. That has nothing to do with him uh, attacking him as a person, uh, a person. 
I think uh, he himself was um, gaslit and lied to a lot when this pandemic first start started. And he actually admits to it in this short little clip we're going to get to because where his information was coming from was, oh my God, I'm watching the TV, I'm watching news, and I'm, I'm talking to my, to my uh, uh, Washington folks and they're telling me what's going on with the coronavirus. Just completely gaslit. But this is a statement when, this is a statement that he has on his webpage of what he thinks about Roe versus Wade. He says, politicians don't belong in doctor's offices making medical decisions. Women should make the decisions that are the best for them with their doctors. Today's ruling by the Supreme Court takes away an established right that protected Americans' health and safety for nearly 50 years. Um, like I said, guys, the contradictory that is coming out of his mouth. And, and honestly, and I want to get to this short little clip of when uh, this pandemic was first starting. And he did lose his father, um, his, lose his father to the COVID-19 um, uh, virus. And um, I, I would never make fun of that. I, I you know, I, I feel bad for you, man. I actually feel worse because you allowed uh, the hospital killed him even faster by putting him on that um, infibulator. You know what I mean? Suffocating him to death. But this is a short little clip of Tony Vargas. And like I said, this is him admitting to being gaslit, admitting to where he was getting his information from. It's not like he was actually looking up the statistics and actually looking up where the coronavirus SARS-2-1 uh, SARS came from. It's not like he was actually looking up the actual, what was in the vaccination itself. No, this is where he was just getting his information from. Listen to this. About stories from friends in other communities. I've been, uh, I was plugged into my friends that work in public health across the country and they're telling me about the front lines of what's happening and I'm watching the news and uh, okay. I'm also having conversations with my own parents. Okay, awesome. You know what I mean? So I'm watching the news and uh, I'm talking to, you know, my friends, which, you know, I mean, that, that wouldn't be contradictive. That wouldn't be biased at all. You know what I'm saying? But basically he's stating he got, he's getting what he wants to do from his own friends, not from the people, not from the science, right? Because everyone states that the science is so very important. Well, we're going to get to the science real quick, guys. And I, I just want to show the correlations um, and the actual data. And this is uh, Nebraska data, okay? This comes from database.com and Midwest and MidwestVaccination.com, okay? All, uh, all run by the state. <clears throat> this... That is backed up by the CDC, uh, CDC, guys. So I want to move from the months of February 21st of 2021. This is, these are va the vaccination rates, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to give you some percentage uh, percentages, and then I'm going to move on to the counties. I may not list all the counties one by one, but I'm going to get to quite a few of them, ladies and gentlemen. But this is the percentage of how many people, as if as uh, from February 21st, and from February 21st of 2021 to June 22nd of 2021. Okay, guys? So as of June 22nd, 2022, around 71.87% of the population have been vaccinated with at least one dose. 
Now, people have been full, that people that have been fully vaccinated, uh, well, that is, of course, to the change definition of fully vaccinated of Anthony Fauci. You know how he changed the definition of fully vaccinated back in December 17th of 2017? Because if you actually go back before December 2017, the definition of fully vaccinated, well, it's actually quite different from what it is right now. But let's forget about all that guys and i also want to repeat what i just said as of june 22 and of june 22 2022 the people that have been vaccinated with with at least one dose is 71.87 percent the people that are fully vaccinated is 65.05 percent ladies and gentlemen now i want to show you these correlation rates okay guys so starting and this is a database uh, showing both from people that are vaccinated with at least one dose and people that are fully vaccinated okay february 21st 2021 the rate is people that are vaccinated with at least one dose is 10.86 percent People that are fully vaccinated is at least 5.06% of the population, guys. So let's move all the way up to June of 22nd, or or June 22 of 2022. Once again, the people that are fully vaccinated are 65.05%, and the people that are vaccinated with at least one dose is 71.87%. Now, I want to get to the database and um, this is the same database. You can go to the CDC when it comes to Nebraska. You can go to um, you can go to um, my uh, um, uh, uh, NebraskaDatabase.com, ladies and gentlemen. It's all there. These correlate. What I'm reading to you correlates with the IC with the people that are in ICU or the people that have been um, isolated. This includes isolation, whether at home or at a hospital. People that are on ICU beds and all that. So, guys, this is the rate. Um, from people that were in, and this is the, uh, through a broad spectrum of the state of Nebraska during the peak. And I, I actually, you know what? Let me let me uh, start with the same dates from February. Let me cut this off. Let me go from February twenty first of two thousand and twenty one to. September 19th of 2021, guys. So the database shows that people that are in ICU and or sick from COVID or in isolation was around 19 point, I'm sorry, 19.5 to 22.52% of the population that was in ICU and or sick from the COVID-19 strain in some type of manner, whether they're uh, doing their own self-isolation and or um, uh, in isolation from the beds and um, uh, our hospitals. I apologize. So let me go to set, uh, um, what we're going to do. Um, October 25th. We're going to do. Let's you know. Let's do October 25th of 2021, guys. Okay. So this population, this database, this shows. From the rest of the, uh, from October 25th of 2021, from June 22nd of 2022. Now keep in mind, the vaccination rates in between October 25th of 2021 and June 22nd of 2022 is skyrocketed. Like I said, around 71%, 71.87% of the population is now vaccinated from October 25th of 2021. 
and 21. Like I said, from February to October, that was the going rate. Anywhere from 19.5 to 22.53 of the percent of the population in Nebraska was either sick or in ICU or in the hospital or isolating in some kind of way from the COVID SARS strain. The population now from October 25th of 2021 all the way from June 22nd or uh, June 22 of 2022 is at a staggering and this includes people that have been that this includes people that are isolated or doing self-isolation and or sick right now in hospitals or sick in their own homes. Right now it's at 41.61%, anywhere from October 25th, and it's going up from June 22nd. That's almost half of the population being fully, being vaccinated at least once, anywhere from vaccinated at least once, to fully vaccinated. Almost, almost half of the population right now in the state of Nebraska is sick. And and according and according to um, according to the hospitals, another hundred. Uh, uh, um, let me read off the headline: Omaha area hospitalizations hit 100 again. Oh my God! Yeah, testing numbers across the states have remained fairly steady in recent weeks. Positive test pe- positive test numbers declined slightly in the past week. But among 17,325 tests conducted in the week ending June 18th, the 2,611 resulted in positive cases. The decline brought Nebraska's positivity rate from adjusted 12.9% as of June 11 to 15.1% as of June 18th, about a month ago here in Douglas County. So the vaccination rates, the more people that are getting, the more people that are getting vaccinated, that's the more the population here in Omaha in particular are getting sick. But of course, we've had these mandates of if you're going to work as a healthcare worker, you are forced vaccinated. If you're going to work in the health in, or in the uh, construction industry, Tony Vargas had a little more pro- uh, problem with that because, first of all, I've come to find out, and I've actually interviewed a lot of these healthcare workers, and they never asked for it, and they only got one. They will not get a second. They are scared shitless of getting a second because all the information that is coming out coming out now about the COVID nineteen vaccine and what's in it. The mRNA is actually transmutating and transmutating, and literally. Um, uh, People, uh, morticians that are embalming dead bodies are coming out and speaking right now and showing these weird alien structures that are coming out of people's DNA, coming out of people's body. And these people that have, uh, that it's coming out of, they've all been vaccinated, double vaccinated, boosted and stuff like that. But again, where was Tony Vargas getting his information from when this, uh, you know, when this pandemic first started? Where, where was he getting it from? my friends that work in public health across the country and they're telling me about the front lines of what's happening and I'm watching the news and uh, and I'm watching the news and I'm feeding into the bull crap. I'm not worried about the actual statistics, especially right now. That's why a lot of the Democrats right now, especially the senator, uh, senators here in the state of Nebraska, they are trying their hardest to slide, slide, to, to, to slide away 
from the vaccine mandates right now, the discussion of the vaccine mandates, they're trying their hardest to slide away from the actual rising infections and the rising death rates of the vaccinated. Like I said, around 71.87% of the Nebraska population has been vaccinated with at least one dose. Around 65.05% of the population has been fully vaccinated. Oh, but keep in mind, when I say fully vaccinated, I mean the Anthony Fauci new definition of fully vaccinated. You remember, he changed the definition in December 17th, 2017. You just look that up. Look up the number and then look up the definition and see how it changed, you know, because they do that quite often. Now, once again, the vaccinated, the people that were actually in the hospitals it was around 19.5% of, uh, of the whole, anywhere from 19.5 from 22.53% of the population that was in bed, isolated, being sick from COVID, wh- whichever way you want to put it. Now, the more people that have been vaccinated, oh, it's skyrocketing. It's, it's 40%, almost going on half the percent of the population right now in the state of Nebraska is completely sick. And you add and you add on allergies on top of that, and you add on the actual machines. You forget a lot of people forget that the actual machines that test for COVID nineteen they're not made to test for COVID at all. That's why every single time you go for a test of COVID, oh lo and behold, you got COVID again. I don't know how the hell this is happening. I've been vaccinated. I've been double vaccinated. I've been boost, boosted. I'm catching COVID everywhere I go, baby. I don't know what the hell is going on. All I know is I'm looking at the actual the statistics according to the New York. Uh, to, um, I'm sorry, according to the Nebraska database databases.com, correlating with the uh, New York database.com, of course. The amount of people, the more people that are vaccinated, that's the more people we're seeing in the ICUs right now. And I could and I could go even further with actually going to the CDC's own website. Listen, listen to this, guys. This is the CDC's own website, and these are the unemployment rates. Now, guys, get this around around twenty million, around twenty million people, as of May. It was May 9th, 2020, was at a staggering 23.130 million or 23,130,000 people were on unemployment. That was May 9th of 2021. Since then, it has dropped dramatically. 1,315 that that are on unemployment, but this is where it gets really, really interesting. Now, the unemployment rate has dropped significantly, but in inflation rates, once again, this is where it really, really gets interesting. During the Trump area, somehow it stayed at a, at anonymously up. Inflation was nowhere to be found during the Trump era, but now... We are all the way in the red with a negative 8.6% with inflation. So while the unemployment rates have went completely down and people are, everyone is at work, even the libtards are finding themselves at work because their only fans accounts say shit, obviously, but at inflation rates are at a staggering 8.6%. Where can we get some of these Democrat senators talking about inflation? Why are they not bringing up inflation? Because they don't give a shit about you eating food. Right now, there's a block the ban event going on where Democrats 
are holding protests to intimidate other people that don't agree with them. They're having mules, and they're getting caught too, by the way. Uh, they're, they're getting caught. They're having mules write up fake ballots and put them in and drop them off in uh, drop boxes all around the state of Nebraska right now. The Republicans, that's why the Republicans are moving to moving to in-person ballots. Like, you got to show your ass. If you want to vote, I want to see an ID. Okay, an ID. Let me see an ID. And then we will find out if you can actually vote. Now, this also comes after the uh, Supreme Court justice shot down uh, the New York State's uh, uh, new law that they were trying to push through with allowing all these illegal immigrants to just vote. And then they're going to turn around and act like, oh, that's not going to change anything about, you know what I mean, the, our Democratic-run system. Yeah, that's not going to change anything. It's not going to change anything at all, ladies and gentlemen. But let's get to um, let's get to um, uh, one of our other senators, uh, Senator Megan Hunt, and what she has to say. And this is uh, uh, this was a while ago, right? This was back in April. This is April sixth, two thousand and twenty-two. This is what she had to say uh, when it comes to Roe versus Wade. And I also have a couple other clips of her and her and her talking about the need for vaccination vaccination mandates and how we're trying to save people's lives that's why we're forcing the mask on you you know you guys all remember Megan Hughes trying to force a Omaha mask mandate just because we saw a rise in um, hospitalizations oh and keep in mind this also was during the rise of, this is also during and statistics show this this is also during when it was the epitome and the rise of everyone being vaccinated. Y'all remember, guys, that was back in what? Um, April? That was she was trying to do this um, uh, um, uh, do this mass mandate. It was in the middle of March. I can't remember. But either way it goes, as if as in April or March, guys, the vaccination rates were around 70.69% of the population was at least vaccinated. And this is in between the months of March and uh, February of 2022. Around 70.69% uh, of the population was vaccinated with at least one dose. The population that was fully vaccinated was around 63.79%. And Dr. Lindsay Hughes, oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's, let's, I'm going to put this mask mandate on everyone. You are forced to wear a mask. But listen to uh, May, uh, uh, Senator Megan Hunt and what she has to say about Roe versus Wade now. She has no problem with forcing the healthcare workers into vac uh, vaccination mandates. You know what I mean? She has no problem with implementing force mass mandates with sub which suffocate and actually literally destroy the youth um, immune system and there's been plenty of studies that are coming out now about that and no and real studies by real scientists showing the actual facts. The decision about whether and when to become a parent, whether and when to start a family, is one of the most important life decisions that we make. Ain't nobody messing with you, Senator. Stop it. But anyways, I'll let it keep going. And once someone makes the decision to end a pregnancy, their care should be safe and affordable and free from punishment or judgment. Every pregnancy is different, and that's why a one-size-fits-all law a one-size-fits-all ban like LB-933 has no place in our health decisions. Oh. This bill makes it a felony, punishable for up to 20 years, for a doctor to exercise their best judgment 
and their training, their years of training and experience of medical best practices in the most industrialized modern nation in the entire planet, we like to say, this bill would ask doctors to not use their best judgment and put their patients in danger or else well, we like to say, you know what? I risk hope. going to prison for up to 20 years. So that's what she has to say about when it, when it comes to Roe versus Wade. She says, right, you know what I mean? Oh, we call ourselves the most robust nation. Oh, we say because I'm a stupid Nazi and I'm from California. And, he, and even though my, my whole state from California is completely rotting and there's drug addicts and there's crack addicts that are raping women on New York's on uh, California in California right next to uh, right next to your children. Who cares that my state is completely rotting from the inside out? It, that None of that matters. I'm still going to introduce laws. Knowing that they failed out in California, well, I'm going to come to the state of Nebraska and I'm going to introduce those same laws and call everyone in Nebraska racist. It's, it's, you know, it's how she rolls, guys. You see what I'm saying? That is how she rolls. And where did Tony Vargas get his information at when it comes to uh, the, the pandemic? And I'm watching the news and... Uh... Got it. And I'm watching the news and, uh, oh my God... <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm scared out of my mind. I'm watching the news and uh, I'm so scared. And, you know, that's just it's just how it goes. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a statement that he put out um, when it comes to Roe versus Wade. Politicians don't belong in doctors' offices making medical decisions. But when it comes to the vaccination or guns, doctors definitely, definitely, definitely should be involved whether or not you have the right to let's say um you know um uh, own a weapon for uh, or, or or god forbid you have to use your second uh, your second amendment for, uh, for what it's there for your right to self defense to fight back against a tyrannical government to fight back against people like Tony Vargas that has no problem with especially right now I also want to get to this listen to this ladies and gentlemen it urgent to do Nebraska officials roll out campaign to bolster child vaccination efforts because it's not enough it's not enough that they gaslight everyone about this Roe versus Wade, the youth about uh, Roe versus Wade. Senator Megan knows full well, and so does Tony Vargas. He knows full well that Nebraska, at least as it states right now, and it probably will stay that way, we're, gonna, we're not going to ban abortions all the way outright, but are we going to at least um, put some implementation, implementations on abortion? Yeah. You know, the right to kill, you know, that's pretty, pretty important. Now, according to, uh, um, Megan Hunt, her name, you know, as she says so, um, you know, according to Megan Hunt, you know, the USA ain't shit, you know, although we call ourselves the most robust nation. Well, what would you call the most robust nation in the world, Megan? Would that be some of the, um, would that be some of your, 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 um, Antifa friends that believe in communism that sit there and follow you and, uh, Jane Cleave around and do your eyes' little dirty work while every single night, we hear about this. Every single night, we hear about shit like this, guys. Oh, my God. Officers stop reckless car. OPD are battling a house fire. House fire in commence. OPD unable to respond. Oh, my God. 74th and Dodge. One vehicle is on fire. Oh, my God. 
we hear shit like this almost every night. Just two, uh, t- uh, two people were shot just yesterday. Omaha Scanner goes out of their way to talk about how great getting drunk every night and uh, every night. And what does Megan have to say about Roe versus Wade again? I want to hear. You like to say? Oh, really? This bill would ask doctors to not use their best judgment and put their patients in danger or else risk going to prison for up to 20 years. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. So she, but once again, she had no problem. She has no problem with using experimental vaccination on your children. And I'm about to get to that on you and not just, and not just on you, but forcing it on you. If you're at work, no, you ain't coming to work. You're not entering into a grocery store. You're not doing any of that unless you're vaccinated because you're killing people. And the Democrats, oh, well, they want to preserve life. It's just right now, they're really, really, really interested in killing children and having their right to, you know, having their free permit to murder. And let me get into this. Like I said, oh, it's an urgent to do to get your child um, vaccinated, according to officials, right? They have no problem with the fact that the, uh, that the CDC puts out database after database, statistic after statistic, showing that the people that are vaccinated are more likely to become sick. Now, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, nearly 120,000 Nebraska children under age 18 have received at least one dose of the vaccine, which officials say, oh, it's, a, it's such a great start. But oh, but, but listen to this. Senators say the work is far from over. They say, especially amid growing concerns about the AmeriCrime virus. Well, let's just look at the statistics on the AmeriCrime virus. It turns out, so far, only 4,000 people in the freaking world have died from the AmeriCrime variant. But, oh, they're so concerned. They're so concerned about making sure that your child from here on out actually has to have to, actually have to has a COVID-19 vaccination, uh, experimental COVID-19 vaccination before they come back to school. Ain't that a big, but they're going to run out and have protests and threaten to, and threaten to harass and bully their colleagues and, and fire around the courthouse and have Antifa run around with them. See, the Democrats can do all these things and say they want to save the children, but at the same time, they're going to force a freaking vaccine on the children. Listen to this. State Education Commissioner Matthew Bloomstead said recent state test scores and research have demonstrated that kids who miss school, even for as little as four days, are affected academically. Keeping our students healthy and in schools is just the most important thing we can do right now. Asked whether mandating the vaccine for students is on the table, Bloom said. That's ultimately up to the State Department of Health and Human Services to decide. Oh, my God, that sucks. Because I wanted to mandate this. Right? That's what he's looking to do, right? State Education Commissioner Matthew Bloomstead said, Oh my God, recent state test scores and research have demonstrated that kids who have missed schools, even for as little as four days, are affected academically, dramatically. So do you think we can mandate this, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, but by the way, my body, my choice, I believe in women's rights, all right? Their right to kill whomever they want to should be abided by. I don't know why you're getting so racist about this stuff. I just, you know, I just, I, I don't understand it. Okay? That's all I'm trying to say. And what is, um, uh, just real quick, what, what is our, uh, what is Senator Blood of Nebraska think about, you know, the, 
vaccine mandates. You know what I mean? I'm sure. Like I've actually, I actually kind of respect Senator Blood because although she wants to destroy the Constitution and destroy America, she actually just admits it. Listen to this short little clip right here. Here's my concerns. We most definitely need to protect our businesses, and I know that businesses are concerned and looking for guidance. But with that said, I want to make it clear to the employees who are pushing for this bill, for the Nebraskans that are pushing for this bill, that even when this bill moves forward, if this bill moves forward, you can have your religious exemptions denied. Oh. oh, got it. Okay. So, you know what I mean? All right. So, um, uh, that that's awesome. So, back then, even she was stating, you know what I mean? I, you know, I don't care if you're a Christian. I just don't care about any of that. You're going to have your um, religious exemption denied. We're going to force that vaccine on you. I don't care about any of that, all right? Stupid slaves. And what does and what is and what does uh, uh, Megan have to say about her spectacle uh, take on women in politics? Let's hear I what she says. I started my here. I started my family here, and I put down roots here in my community. Oh, and I you? want everybody else from all backgrounds, from all ages, abilities, walks of life, to see the state the way I see it. And so, to that end, I feel like I have a responsibility to do my part to, policy-wise, make this a state that works for everybody. I am so encouraged and so inspired by feminine power and energy, whether that is in women or in men or in all people. Being involved in activism. Oh, okay. No, that's awesome. I mean, but she's, but, but you can, <laughs> I'm so inspired by feminine, whether it's in women or men, it doesn't matter as long as it's feminine, you know what I mean? Because anything but feminine is misogynistic, according to Megan Hunt. Remember, Megan Hunt tweeted out, I don't know if she keeps on tweeting out stuff like this. Well, she once tweeted out that guns are not a God-given right. It's a misogynistic man, a man-given right and blah, blah, blah. But her ideology is forcibly based in her own opinionated beliefs. It's not to say that she doesn't care about some of the people that she may talk about, but what I am saying is she herself does not give two shits about what anyone else thinks about. She doesn't care about what anyone else uh, what anyone else's opinions are because what what what's what does she believe in when it comes to politics and her structures the way she bases her ideology around? Hmm. So encouraged and so inspired by feminine power and energy, whether that is in women or in men or in all people. Being involved in activism is really important. Oh, okay. And, and, and once again, she said she wants everyone to think like me, right? Is that what she said? And I put down roots here in my community. And I want everybody else from all backgrounds, from all ages, abilities, walks of life, to see the state the way I see it. And so... Oh, so she wants everyone, everyone in, in life to see the state the way she sees it, right? That's that's exactly what she says. This isn't me putting words in her mouth, but this is here. This is her right now. This bill would ask doctors to not use the decision to end a pregnancy. Their care should be safe and affordable and free from punishment or judgment. Every pregnancy is different, and that's why a one side concern us all. The decision about whether and when to be 
as a culture. When we talk about the rights of trans children to exist, that's not debatable. When we talk about reproductive rights and reproductive justice, that's not debatable. When we talk about marriage equality, that's not debatable. When we talk about the rights of immigrants to work and drive and go to the doctor, that's not debatable. Oh. Let people live, leave people alone, and trust people in Nebraska to do what's best for them and their families. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, so as long, but remember, Megan, you're only saying that as long as people see Nebraska the way you want them to see it, right? Yeah, you're definitely for the people. I, I, I can. I can just definitely get all I'm getting goosebumps about it right now on how much you're you're so for people. Yeah, let them live and leave them alone while I force this vaccination on your children. While I introduce bills to make it a point to where you have to be vaccinated before you go into a grocery store. While I scold people for not wearing masks or in anyone else that doesn't think like me, well, then they're racist. They're misogynistic because after all, my my ideology is so driven by feminine power. It doesn't matter whether it comes from a guy or a girl. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what? Your ideology should be based on your own opinions. Don't get me wrong. But when you are in politics and you are introducing your own opinions and calling it facts and quote unquote, oh, when we talk about immigration laws when we talk about that's not debatable when we talk about marriage equality that's not debatable every single thing that she's bringing that's all her point of views they're all her point of views i have a different perspective on marriage than marriage equality than she does so she goes out of her way to say oh my god the supreme court is forcing their uh their um their laws onto us. Oh, but by the way, immigration laws, those aren't debatable. Marriage laws, those aren't debatable. Gun laws, those aren't debatable. Anything I say, that's not debatable. You want to hear it again? And trust people in the talk about the rights of immigrants to work and it's in reproductive justice. That's not debatable. When we talk about marriage equality, that's not debatable. When we talk about the rights of people, when we talk about reproductive as a culture. When we talk about the rights of trans children to exist, that's not debatable. When we talk about reproductive rights and reproductive justice, that's not debatable. When we talk about marriage equality, that's not debatable. When we talk about the rights of immigrants to work and drive and go to the doctor, that's not debatable. Let people live, leave people alone, and trust people in Nebraska to do what's best for them and their families and their loved Oh my God, that's not debatable. Okay, so every single one of these things. First of all, trans. What do you, what do you mean? Why, why? You can literally tell on this. This is that is some white shit right there. I, I never really, really get racist all, but that is the whitest. That is all. That is what white people do. They throw people in these labels and then they say you're racist. First of all, trans kids are not trans they're human beings. So why are you saying? I mean, I said trans kid because they're you know they're kind of like aliens. Well, they have a right to live too, blah, 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 blah. Blow it out your, I don't know whether you have a vagina or uh, you know, a penis at this point, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna assume anything because after all, if I did, I'd be a misog- uh, misogynistic. But by the way, gun debate, that's not debatable. Marriage, um, uh, marriage equality, that's not debatable. Anything I say, that's not debatable. Whatever I say, that's not debatable. Everything that she says apparently is not debatable. But then she, but then she goes around and says, "Leave people alone and let people live." Awesome. 
It's freaking fantastic. Now, once again, ladies and gentlemen, as it states, as of June 22nd, 2022, almost over 70% of the Nebraska people have been vaccinated. A little over 60% of the population have been Anthony Fauci vaccinated. They've been fully vaccinated. They've had their boosters. They've caught COVID again. They've died. They came back like Jesus. Boosted again. Oh, but that's not debatable, right? According to Megan Hunt, that's not debatable. When we talk about women's rights, that's not debatable. When we talk about playing soccer on Sundays, that's not debatable. When we talk about buying things from my store to when I worked as a senator and I got PPP loan money, when I was literally getting paid the extra $600, the extra $1,000 on unemployment, but I was working as a senator, that's not debatable. Don't talk about that. That's not debatable. When I was allowing transgenders into the schools, that's not debatable. When I was having the police in my precinct go after go after gun owners, particularly the harassed gun owners, I'm sorry, that's not debatable. That's not debatable. When I have my crony little friends like Jane Cleve that hangs with Antifa, people that literally want to firebomb, quote unquote, firebomb the downtown courthouse. Well, that's not debatable. It's it's not it's not insurrection when the Democrats do it. It's called revolution. When you hold protest that is filled with youth and you're pissing them off, knowing full well that there's no reason to piss a bunch of youth off. And knowing that tonight it might lead to more escalation because kids, when they get, you know what I mean, when they get into uh, mobs, they do stupid shit, especially when they have no idea what they're even angry about. You know what Megan Hunt says? That's not debatable. Unfucking real. But let's get it. Let's get into some more of this because I can keep going, ladies and gentlemen. And when I say I can keep going, I mean I can literally, 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 literally keep going. So let, let, let's let's get into this. The Federal Food and Drug Administration gave the green light to emergency use authorization of a vaccine for children ages five to eleven last month. Since then, twenty five point six percent of children in that age group in Lancaster County have received one dose of the vaccine. However, young students with one dose of the vaccine have also returned to the hospital at a staggering 17.0%. Oh my God. So around since last month, around 25, according to their statistics, around 25.6% of the children in Lancaster County have been vaccinated. They turned around after one dose, around 17% of that same 25.6%. They've all returned back to the hospital. But don't worry. According to Megan Hunt, that's not debatable. Okay? What do you, do you want me, and, and this goes on and on and on, okay? So let's get to Tony Vargas when he when he's talking, when he talks about the uh, uh, vaccinations and mucho blah, blah, blah. And he was, uh, when he was uh, participating in the vaccine trials and how he was using, and once again, I'm not, um, um, I think it's horrible, um, it, I'm sure you're going to listen to this at some time. I think it's horrible that you lost your uh, father to the virus. I think it's horrible that those doctors and those nurses convinced you, convinced you to put them on a fibrillator, to put them on a breathalyzer, knowing that it would choke that man to death, knowing 
everything that we know now, and it's not like you didn't have plenty of people that were warning you about it. You just wanted to call them conspiracy theories. But don't worry, according to Megan Hunt, that's not debatable. So let's get in a short little clip. It's like two minutes and 25 seconds. But don't worry, that's not debatable. Unfucking real. vaccine trial and is encouraging others to do the same, saying there's not enough representation within the trials for people of color. 3 News Now reporter Ruta Olsenaita spoke with the senator about what motivated him to start the trial and how it has affected him so far. Okay, uh, um, by the way, I want to get to this uh, real quick. So Tony Vargas actually gives uh, certain statistics when it, when it comes to um, how much the coronavirus affected a certain, a certain race of a population. And I'm going to give it to him right now because I actually looked up the st- statistic myself. He actually tells on himself, he actually tells on the CDC, tells on the World Health Organization, it admits to the coronavirus directly going after the colored community. Around 60% of the Latino community here in the state of Nebraska were more affected by the coronavirus and were more affected by the COVID vaccination. That's why if you look at the database from a NebraskaDatabase.com and they break it down by racial specters, well, guess what? Most of the people that are in freaking hospitals right now, they're all colored. And guess what? They've all been vaccinated. Yeah. Oh, but don't worry. That's not debatable. Right? Senator Tony Vargas knows all about the fight with COVID. After both of his parents contracted the disease, his father, Antonio Vargas, passed away in April. This affected my family. Uh, you know, I lost my father to this. And, um, you know, my, my mother and my brother and others in my family tested positive and have recovered since. And it felt like there's something that more than I needed to do. Motivated by the fact that he hasn't tested positive, Vargas signed up this week through Meridian Clinical Research to begin a COVID vaccine trial. So did you hear what he just said? Motivated by the fact that he was, he's never been infected. You know why you've never been infected, um, uh, Tony? It's because you actually built up your immune virus. You see, the people that have caught COVID around you actually shed COVID, uh, COVID, the COVID virus. And if you look at the actual um, data sheets and actual facts of what's in the COVID strain, guess what? Is when someone's infected with COVID-19, they don't normally, they, even if you're wearing a mask, they can still shed. They literally shed their human particles, and you can contact COVID through that manner, too. So wearing a mask doesn't work either way. And you can look that up through on the CDC's own website. Just look up COVID-19 shedding. Look that up. There's not enough representation in these trials for people of color. They do not have enough individuals of color in these trials. It it somewhat threatens how effective this vaccine can actually be for the whole population, especially people of color like myself. He received. You know, uh, actually, that's the exact opposite, ladies and gentlemen. And um, but he, like I said, he actually admits to it. He, you know, he says around um, uh, the actual t- statistics here in the state of Nebraska say around 60% of Latino population were actually infected more than the rest of the population, and um, the black pop- the black race was right underneath the Latino population. But the coronavirus, knowing knowing it was created in a lab 
and in the Wuhan lab, and that's all came out now, right? That's not that's not conspiracy theory anymore, right? It was created in the Wuhan lab. Anthony Fauci did know it was being created. He actually funded it. The NIH actually tried to cover up, and then they had to openly admit it. Now it doesn't matter that Anthony Fauci lied to Congress, so that's not against the against the law at all. But he actually, but knowing what we know about the C, about CIA and um, uh, these black hand organizations creating and doing secret operations like this, the Stiege, uh, the Stiege project, like MK Ultra, like so many different other um, uh, uh, other um, operations that were direct experiments on the American people. Whether that be on, whether that be through guns with Operation Fast and Furious with the ATF, whether that be through a, a medical industry like uh, like uh, Purdue Pharma creating the drug fentanyl out of a laboratory and they're and then directly saying, hey, we're going to release this uh, to the American population, we're going to get them drugged out out of their minds, and we're going to make it legal. By the way, we're going to make it legal, and then we're going to give it to the super cartels out in Brazil and Guatemala. And Nicaragua, and it's all and it's all known to David Sackler. Openly states that, oh no, yeah, it's the cartels that protect my opiate fields out in Mexico. Where the hell do you think I'm growing these poppy seeds, motherfucker? Shit. But the American people are so brainwashed; they don't even want to look any of this information up. They would—they're so brainwashed they'd rather look at these Democratic senators and actually believe that they really, really give a crap about them. You think when this civil war is going to pass off, you think you're going to see Senator Megan out there talking about my body, my choice. You can see the fear in her eyes. You think you think you think uh, Tony uh, Tony Vargas is going to be out there with an AK-47 talking about I'm going to protect these streets. No, no, he's not. He doesn't care anything about you. Now, whether you're on the left or the right side, you better get that through your head. Stop listening to people that get paid to lie to you. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, and thank you very, very much for joining me in this night lifetime broadcast here at Subliminal Message Studios. I am your host, Leonardo, a.k.a. Leo the Lion. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get right into it. And I could be telling you about the Border Patrol agents in California that seized enough fentanyl to kill over 2 million people. But around here in Nebraska, the Democrats and Antifa has threatened me and pissed me off so much that I, this is somewhat of a special broadcast directly for them. Just to in, try to inform them, uh, inform them as far as what I can be, uh, what I've been hearing, all the lashing out and stuff like that. Well, I want to give you guys six things about abortions and how the data is collected on abortions, and this is very, very important to understanding not only how abortion abortions work medically but how the data data is collected medically and how the data is data is collected in left driven states and all across America in general guys and one of the first thing I, I want to tell you about is who is collecting the abortion numbers meaning who is collecting the data on how many people are getting abortions here in America well one of the first facilities or institutions that are doing just that is the Centers for Disease Control Abortion Surveillance Report, okay? That's the first one. The second one is the Gut Macker Institute, guys. And we're going to get to where the Gut Macker Institute came from. Now, in 2013, 
47 reporting areas sent abortion data to the CDC. This was excluding five reporting areas. This is California, Florida, Maryland, New Hampshire, and Wyoming. Now, they did not report by age or did not meet reporting standards because reporting is not mandatory. Every state is different. Now, a complete number of uh, abortions performed in the District of Columbia and New Jersey could not be obtained. So they just completely looked out. Now, the um, Gutmatcher, which is the former special affiliate research arm of Planned Parenthood. So, after, you know, so there's no incentive there. Um, Gutmacker is literally a special affiliate or former special affiliate for Planned, Par uh, Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood gets their federal funding from how many abortions that they do every single year. So there's no incentive there that one of their own former special affiliates, Gut Macker Institute, is doing data research and doing is doing data collection for Planned Parenthood and Planned Parenthood is one of the biggest abortion clinics in America and perhaps all across the world. Now, abortion clinics are defined as non-hospital facilities in which half or more of patient visits are for abortion services, regardless of annual abortion caseload, okay? This is very, very important to remember because listen to this. 16 of these facilities accounted for 59% of abortions reported by Gutmacker. You can kind of see how they inflate these numbers. Not only inflate these numbers, but you're going to get to what they mean by non -hosp uh, um, non-hospital facilities and you're also and I'm going to also going to get to why how these institutions like the CDC and Gutmacher Institute are able to inflate the abortion numbers and and, and call them non-safe abortions I think they said around 31% of um uh, abortions are uh, 30 point hold on let me let me make, make sure I got um, so around 13.2% uh, 13 of maternal deaths can be attributed to unsafe abortions now in undeveloped regions I'm sorry in developed regions it's an estimate that 30 women die for every 100 unsafe abortions but to really, really define what's unsafe abortions, well, we're going to get to that as well. So um, another thing is, is non-specialized clinics are involved in these um, are involved in non-safe facilities. The FDA. I, I want everyone to um, realize um, that the FDA considers these facilities that I'm reading off to you, like abortion clinics. The FDA and the CDC actually considers these facilities non-safe facilities for abortions. So, when when you're reading through the data of you know non-safe abortions, and when you hear these senators talking about oh, well, the the data shows that non-safe abortions are the number one killer of of women. You know what I mean? Doing it unsafely. One thing that they're forgetting to tell you was well, the FDA. And the CDC themselves consider Planned Parenthood an unsafe place to have an abortion. I'm going to get to this. Listen to this. So non-specialized clinics are non-hospital sites in which fewer than half of patients' visits are for abortion services. 
This is 31% of facilities, accounted for 36% of abortions reported by Gutmacher. Of these, 38% were hospitals, which performed fewer than 30 abortions per year. This accounted for 4% of abortions reported by Gutmacher. Now, um, physician offices are defined as facilities that provide fewer than 400 abortions per year and have names suggesting that they are private practices. Physicians offices that provide 400 or more abortions per year were categorized as non-specialized clinics because of their relatively large caseload. We assume that their service provision more closely mirrors that of non-specialized clinic. That's 15% of facilities accounting for 1% of abortions reported by gut macker ladies and gentlemen now it goes even more than that so according to the cdc report of 2013 abortion numbers data were obtained every year during 2004 and 2013 from 47 reporting areas excluding california louisiana maryland new hampshire and west virginia so democratic run cities excluding a few of them and were used for a trend analyst now, um, a Gutmacher's report for 2014 in the states, undoubtedly some facilities, this is very important, undoubtedly some facilities that provide abortion care, especially those with small caseloads, are not known to us and are excluded from our census. So they, don't, they do not obtain information of abortions that are going on at some of these small caseloads, quote-unquote. But you also have to remember, well, what is a small caseload? Well, a small caseload to them is under 400 abortions per year. That's considered a small caseload. Now, if you get into abortion clinics, these account for, which is which account for 59% of the abortions reported. This is, of course, by Gutmaker um, themselves. But... It goes, um, I apologize, but it, it goes even further than that, okay? So, abortion reporting is not required by federal law, and reporting laws vary from state to state. The CDC and the FDA do not permit and do not consider Planned Parenthood and or physicians, non-hospital, uh, non I apologize, non-specialized clinics, and um, non-specialized clinics and physician offices, unsafe clinics. They do not consider them, uns or I'm sorry, they, cons they consider them unsafe clinics. To gather abortion numbers for your state, we have to call, uh, contact our local health department. So we did just that. Now here in um, Nebraska, our abortion rates are very, very staggering. Women are out here just getting pregnant just to get pregnant and then have an abortion just because they can't have an abortion with no regard for human life in general you know um and if you don't consider you know what's in your stomach you know human life and uh, just you know whatever now um i'll just go further than this i'm gonna stay on topic in some instances the county health department may gather abortion data by county did you hear what I just said? In some instances, the county health department may gather abortion data by county. If the county does not have those numbers, contact your state health department or abortion licenses agency. And it goes even further than that, ladies and gentlemen, because I want to get to this to get to this, which is um, I want to get to a short clip of uh, Patty Pansy Burke and 
The, her reasoning on why she did not vote for the constitutional right uh, to carry. And I also want to get to a clip of her talking about how it's a constitutional right to have an abortion and how women's um, whole, whole, their whole lives are under threat, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I don't mean that. I actually mean that. Listen to this. This is one of her quotes. So the court's decision, which she described as draconian, transports women back to the world where we were chattel or property, second-class citizen, Pansy Brooks said. She said, I'm angry, sad, but most angry, she said. Now we need to channel our anger into the vote by blocking people for voting. Now, also, I like I said, I want to get to this clip, and this is a clip of her um, and her reasoning behind why she voted down the constitutional right to carry a firearm. Anyway, what I had been planning to say was the issues are training and permitting process and the background check and the 22 additional penalties. We already know we have prisons overcrowding. We know that. And now we're just going to add more penalties. To say we don't support the Second Amendment, you, you frame whatever you want in your way. I'll say you don't support the police. I can just as easily say if you vote for cloture, you don't support Nebraska law enforcement. Because hmm. they came forward and said absolutely not. So, okay, you want to frame it that I don't support the Second Amendment? I've always told you, Senator Antonin Scalia. One minute. Justice said, like most rights, the right secured by the Second Amendment is not unlimited. From Blackstone through the century, 19th century cases, commenters and courts routinely explained the right was not a, key, a right to keep and carry, carry any weapon whatsoever in any manner whatsoever and what for whatever purpose so you want to blame me and say that i don't support the second amendment you don't speak for me i do support the second amendment as clarified and defined by the by the u.s supreme court and i can just as easily say you do not support the police and i do well ladies and gentlemen that's what she has to say about the um about our Second Amendment rights here in the state of Nebraska, but what does she have to say about Roe versus Wade? Because after all, she just got done saying how she respects the Supreme Court's decision and she abides by the Second Amendment according to the Supreme Court's decision, not abide by it by the Constitution and what is written in the Constitution in the Second Amendment within itself. But listen to what she has to say when it comes to the right to kill babies, the right to abort, the right to be a frivolous piece of crap and a frivolous piece of human being that does not care about life, that would rather just treat life and treat sex like it's nothing. And that is just one of the many reasons why our culture and our society keeps on going further and further down the hill. But listen to the irony of what she says. 
some of the data, the polling data. So Nebraska polling data shows that Nebraska voters, and, and before I start that, I just want to remind everybody that we're talking about a constitutional right right now. You're saying it may be overturned, <laughs> there may be limitations. I don't believe it will be fully overturned, but you believe it will. But fortunately, our beliefs make no difference in this argument. So, um, we'll okay. So, um, yeah. So now, so now, when it comes to Roe versus Wade, and that was a stream about on April sixth, uh, two thousand and twenty-two, at our at our Nebraska legislator. So now, when it comes to the right to kill babies, she is of course saying how oh, this is a constitutional right, but when it comes to the citizens. And their right to carry a firearm and protect themselves. Oh, well, I abide by the Second Amendment according to the Supreme Court's decision. But now when it comes to something that's out of her control, like most Democrats, they want to start crying about it. And they want to start saying how the courts are draconian and transport women back to the world. But just remember... Patty pansy ass little Brooks, you're the one that are, that's completely uh, completely okay with all these different stipulations with people having the right to have a gun on themselves and their right to self defense. You talk about training because after all, when you have a gun on yourself, according to other senators like Senator Megan Hunt, and we have a couple clips to get to or about her, but according to you guys, well, there's all sorts of different rigorous training. There's all different types of informational um, uh, background checks and information and all different types of stipulations that you need to go through. Oh, but when it comes to killing babies, oh, no, no stipulations. No laws should be introduced because it's a constitutional right. And according to Pansy Brooks, like she just said, well, we should respect what the Supreme Court says and abide by what the Supreme Court says. Oh, but let me ask, if now that she's not abiding by what the Supreme Court says, does that mean that Patty Pansy, Pansy Little Brooks does not respect the rule of law? I'll have to ask her that because right now she's at her one of her crowd swarming parties with a bunch of overprivileged uh, white people. If you're seeing that on your screen, then yeah. But of course, she's for equal rights and all that. You know what I mean? Black Lives Matter, like she's already stated. LGBT group and all that above. But right now, who she's partying with is a bunch of overprivileged white people. Sorry, but it's very, very true. But I also want to get to this other clip of... Mikila Carvan and what she thinks about the Second Amendment. Because of my safety concerns. Oh. Safety concerns. And Senator Brewer basically belittled me as a colleague and a legislator. Good. Because of that. Good. I don't view that as decent or collegial oh. or kind or compassionate. I am struggling with trauma. Oh my god, trauma. Really severe trauma. She's a narcissist. Because of actions that Senator Brewer has taken over the years to incite outrage about guns. Oh. And then he got on the microphone after I talked about my concern over the balconies being open with people here advocating for unrestrictions on guns and I'm opposing that. 
after I had a bill in judiciary about domestic violence and guns, and I had people with loaded weapons sitting behind me, a room full of them. Oh my God. Clearly with the intent to intimidate me. So let me mom explain this situation for you. I am a mother of three children. I, every day, have to make sure that I get home to them. That is the most important thing to me. Oh, okay. So you can definitely tell on how she always tries to play the victim. Oh, that is the most definitely thing for me. And there was a bunch of men behind me with guns. Oh, my God, I'm so traumatized. Every single time I see Michael Colavan, it's all about how traumatized she is. And, oh, my God, how her life is so hard right now. So, oh, my God, just everyone bow down to her. And other Democratic senators aren't any better because if you actually go on, because right now, Makila Carrier-Van is going off about the same thing Pansy Brooks is going off about on how it's so traumatizing to her everything's so traumatizing to you Michaela Caravan Conavan or whatever your name is when is something not traumatizing to you what abortions killing little babies and sucking them out with a tube that's not traumatizing for you you're already siding with Pansy Brooks now it's a constitutional right and how oh you are going to overthrow and have people firebomb the courthouse yourself. It's not like you really, really care about the actual safety of people because, after all, if you don't get what you want, it's traumatizing, right? But let's hear what Senator Megan has to say about this whole situation when it comes to reproductive rights. You know, because, after all, according to Senator Megan Hunt, these are constitutional rights, right? Iowa and Minnesota and Colorado and Kansas do not have trigger bans. Wyoming, South Dakota, and Missouri do. And also for Senator Flood to say that this doesn't go into effect if Roe is not fully overturned, that's not true either. That's totally wrong. In the bill on page three, words matter, colleagues. This bill bans IVF. It bans Plan B. Oh it plans, it, it prevents helping women who have ectopic pregnancies. And Senator Flood was wrong about the other thing he said too. On page three, line 16, the United States Supreme Court overrules in whole or in part Roe versus Wade. Proponents of this uh, well, actually, she was just proven wrong on both of those things. First thing, the uh, thing on uh, atopically uh, pregnancy, that's not in the bill. She's lying. And second of all, the next thing she just literally got done saying is, oh, Flood is definitely lying about Roe versus Wade. It doesn't include part or, or all of Roe versus Wade. That's not true. Actually, what just happened in Supreme Court, Senator Megan Hunt, do you want to retract your statements? But let's finish up what she has to say when it comes to the constitutional rights for you to kill babies and how it's so horrible and how you're um, you're literally one of the uh, one of the centers that has been advocating to quote unquote I want to make sure I have it's exactly what um, exactly what you say so after I don't get taken out of context wouldn't want to do that would I so she's saying on how and this is echoed by Michael Carvin. They're both saying how they were both so traumatized and on and how they believe in the Second Amendment, but you know, they believe in restrictions, right? So 
listen to this. And she talks about how the uh, how uh, gun owners incite violence and how there's this, you know, um, um, a machismo or whatever she wants to call it. But this is what she is inciting. This is one of the tweets that she's been inciting. When we when we go into special session to ban abortion in Nebraska, none of my anti anti abortion colleagues should know a moment of peace while they are in the building. They should not be able to walk anywhere without being hounded, harassed by your questions and stories. We have had enough. Oh yeah, inciting violence, right? Her herself is a complete walking contradictive and just an actual just crying baby. She's actually crying right now because she has to close her legs or teach her daughter to close her freaking legs and not spread them everywhere. How's that sound? Well, let's go back to Senator Megan crying about, oh my God, Roe versus Wade, is it, it's not true that it'll get partly overturned. It's not going to get wholly overturned. No. Two things in there you just said were a complete lie, but I'll allow you to keep going, Senator. They'll have no shame left. Oh. I will cherish the time that I have worked here forever, but when I am term limited, I will probably not talk to most of you ever again. Oh, wow. Wow. So sad, huh? But it's it's just amazing to me on how mad and insightful of violence you are all about Roe versus Wade and your right to kill a baby. But when you had all those other people around you talking about their Second Amendment, right? Oh, well, you believe in the Second Amendment, right? And we also have another clip of her talking about how, you know what I mean? I, I used to own, a, I used to be a part of a gun club. I was chair of it. I'm not going to include that as a complete freaking retard. That's just reality. You're not my friends. You're my coworkers. If you think my 11-year-old should be forced to give birth, you are not my friend. This isn't about the babies. This is about the words of this bill. And you chose the wrong bill. Oh. You had two other abortion-restrictive bills that you could have put through, and you chose the wrong bill. The national press is lit up about how Nebraska wants to ban IVF, and ban Plan B and emergency contraception. It's lit up about how this bill prevents ectopic pregnancies for women, the people with ectopic pregnancies from getting health care. She's lying. Let me explain to you how it's going to go down if this bill moves forward today to select file. If this moves forward, the first thing that will happen is I'll open on a motion to indefinitely postpone the election law bill that's coming up next. If this bill moves, colleagues, that bill doesn't move. And we'll be here until midnight or until there's a motion to adjourn, and we'll pick it up again tomorrow. The language is clear. No doctor in the state of Nebraska will perform IVF if this bill passes. Huh. In every abortion debate, we say that it's the patient's health, not politics, that should guide every medical decision. Uh, and you have no defense on IVF. You would need an amendment to fix it, and you've messed up so bad you're never going to get an amendment. There is so I'm just going to turn her off, because first of all, I'm not going to give her any more time than that. 
the because I uh, not to me because I also want to get to the clip on what she has to say about constitutional rights. I have a couple of clips to get to that and how she's talking about on. Oh my God! Well, I actually used to be part of a gun club. I know all about guns. I was the chair of one. Mucho blah blah blah. Once again, you don't care about guns at all. But the this the contradicting within yourself, and you're over here crying, crying your eyes of eyes out, and preventing the rest of the citizens in Nebraska from getting what they need all because you're pissed off and you're emotional. Not only should you walk away, Megan, you should be held accountable for every single one of these riots that are going on. If someone gets shot at your right, you'll be having an open petition on you to expel you from ever being senator in America or at least in the state of Nebraska because you are trash. How's that sound? You don't care about the people. Everything you do is driven off of emotion and your own personal benefits. Every single law you've ever introduced and every single time there's a law that does not benefit you, you shut it down. You get all emotional and get all butthurt talking about... It bans IVF. Oh my God. It bans Plan B. No, it doesn't. It plans... It, it prevents helping women who have ectopic pregnancies. No, it doesn't. Both and things are Senator Flood was wrong about the other thing he said, too. On page 3, line 16, the United States Supreme Court overrules in whole or in part Roe versus Wade. Oh, oh, no. Actually, he was right. Look at what Clarence Thomas just did, you freaking retard. And I want to get to the clip of you talking about, like I said, you talking about firearms. Let's get to this. To, uh down animals to go hunting as Sarah Lathrop was talking about some, some people have this utilitarian use and then there's other people who want to carry guns because they want to become almost like a vigilante or somebody who sees themselves as law enforcement oh so it, it could never oh so so when it comes to gun owners oh there's of course there's hunters and there's other people that go for marksmanship that target shooting and stuff like that oh but then there's other people that think they're law enforcement but when it comes to every woman every woman in the world they all have this one somehow they all have the same belief that you do huh Megan because in your own words you want people to see Nebraska the way you see it right well Megan not everyone can see the things that you see you self selfish evil satanic Nazi that is exactly what you are Megan I actually know you're gonna listen to this I know that for a fact because I know you're a little Antifa buddies listen to this but it's absolutely astounding how she just says oh it's this, it's 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 the machismo of a gun owners other gun owners that want to act like they're cops but when it comes to women, oh, women just want to have the right to abort babies when they want to. No, there couldn't there couldn't be the other side of women where women are just killing babies just because they can. Women are just evil and satanic and actually gobbling over killing a baby, and they do it just just because they just have abortion just because it's not the actually it's not because they actually need to have an abortion they've been wanting a child for almost three years now they're just going to keep on having abortions because it's become an excuse to be a slut kind of like you megan huh that's something you don't want to talk about maybe i should mention your little college years or maybe i should mention your little high school years with all your little girlfriends and you're experimenting how much further do you want me to go megan and
I don't think that this is something. I'm like, I'm surprised to hear Senator Brewer talking openly about this. Honestly, I know that Senator Brewer is aware of lots of different Facebook groups. I know that his committee legal counsel, Dick Clark, is probably aware of lots of different Facebook groups where people in Nebraska are actively trying to um, organize people who have concealed carry permits and who do carry guns, who make guns, who manufacture guns, what are called ghost guns, which are guns that don't have serial numbers. They're just made with 3D printers and things like that. You can buy kits. Um, and I, again, I don't even necessarily have a problem with that. My problem is that this is all contributing to a culture. It's throwing gasoline on a, the fire of a culture of people who want to role play as law enforcement officers. Oh, okay. So, so you you literally hear the contradiction of what she's what what she's saying. Okay, so all gun owners. So, so basically, what she's saying is there's a small majority of people that use guns for hunting and um, trapping and stuff like that. But then the majority of gun owners are all a bunch of wannabe cops, and 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 they incite this whole gun culture. But when it comes to abortions, oh no, every woman is is safe, smart, and they definitely are informed about what abortions actually do, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there, there's of of course. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but that makes perfect sense to me. Of course, she doesn't want to talk about the violence that's going on here in Omaha, Nebraska. None of these senators want to. She doesn't want to talk about. The crime rate in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is according to the most recent data from the FBI, okay? The total crime rate in Omaha is 3,805.8 per 100 people. That's 62.22% higher than the national rate of 2,346 per 100 people and 69.65% higher than the Nebraska total crime rate of 2,243.2 per 100 people. But they don't ever want to bring that up. Oh, no, no, no. We would never want to bring that up. Would you, Senator Megan? You're never going to talk about the massive crime rates that are just skyrocketing through the roof right now. Actually, I can do better I can do better than that, Megan. Why don't you talk about the most recent statistic that's come out involving fatal car crashes? Huh? How about this? The U.S. Department of Transportation and National Highway Traffic Safety Administration today released a statement. An estimated 20,160 people died in motor vehicle crashes in the first half of 2021. That's up 18.4% over, uh, over uh, 2020. That's the largest number of projected fatalities in, the time, in that time period since 2006. More than 20,000 people died on U.S. roads in the first six months of 2021. <laughs> now, I'll just we'll, we'll just put that in perspective because, after all, we want to talk about COVID, right, Dr. Lindsay Hughes, right? Well, to put that in perspective, in the last six months from... Actually, this is including another... Uh, this is about three, four, five, six... This is eight months. Now, from... 517 2020 to 618 2022 117 at 5 uh, um at I'll do 5 uh 515 actually you know fuck it I'll even raise the roof at 524 2020 the numbers of deaths of uh, was 152 
people that have died in Nebraska from the corona uh, pandemic plan. Now, the largest number is at 622 in 2022. That, those deaths are at 4,333. They've already implicated implemented all different types of mask mandates. They've implemented the vaccine mask, uh, the vaccine mandate basically was forced on all of us. A lot of healthcare workers had to bite the dust. But of course, none of our senators are going to talk about this. None of our senators are going to actually tell you about the actual statistics and what we really, really, really should be addressing. Oh, no. According to um, um, according to Senator Megan and Pansy Brooks, oh, my God, these are draconian and you are all not my friends. According to Senator Megan Hunt, I am going to formulate a group to to harass and quote unquote, make sure that none of my colleagues get any peace because according to all the Democrats, what's going on versus uh, when it comes to Roe versus Wade, oh, that's covered under the Constitution. But when it comes to the Second Amendment, you can literally see the contradiction and the bullshit that they come up with. Oh, well, there's all different types of, you know, things that you're going to have to do, like, you know, maybe eight hours of training and all these different other regulations, because somehow in their minds, that will give the person the knowledge of what they're really, really getting into. Because after all, when you carry a gun, you do have a, the ability to kill yourself and kill others quite profusely well the facts are when you get an abortion you when you have the right to kill it is no different from carrying a gun than having an abortion okay either one is a right to kill do not confuse them with a with a grown-up person none of that no no no. don't give me none of that so if anything what i'm advocating for is how about eight hour lessons if you're gonna have an abortion you have to have an eight hour lesson before the abortion takes place, you have to go through rigorous training. You have to know what you're getting in, getting into. You have to actually study. There has to be a test on what you've studied, and then after two weeks, if you've if after two weeks and you have some background checks to make sure you're medically stable enough to go through the abortion, because after all, post-traumatic stress also happens after abortion. There's actual data according to CDC, almost 34 percent of women concept some type of post-traumatic stress after the abortion they cope with it a lot of the times with the youth they cope with it with drugs and alcohol according to the cdc and that's on their own website too but of course senator megan hunt you're so mad about not politics oh that should guide every medical decision oh and you have no defense on ivf Oh, You're no. out here making yourself feel better, saying, I will vote for it on general, and we will fix it. Oh. I am not a person who can say, if you think my 11-year-old should be forced to give birth, that we can still be friends. I don't understand a person who can say something like that. Oh, well, she perfectly understands with preventing the citizens of Nebraska from self-defense, from their rights to defend themselves inside of their home. When they go to the grocery store, we have already brought up the statistic when it comes to the crime right here in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. Our crime rate is 69.65% higher than the Nebraska total crime rate of 
2,243.2 per 100 people, ladies and gentlemen. So we're not doing all that good. And as far as people getting drunk all over the road and flying all around, well, I can get to that too. An estimated 20,160 people died in motor vehicle crashes in the first half of 2021. That was up 18.4% of over 2020. Now, preliminary data from Federal Highway Administration shows that vehicle miles traveled in the first half of uh, 2021 increased by about uh, 173.1 billion miles, or about 13%. The fatality rate for the first half of 2021 increased to about 1.34 fatalities per 100 million VMT, up from the projected rate of 1.28 fatalities per 100 million VMT in the first half of 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, but of course, none of our senators are bringing up everyone totally trashed and getting into wrecks and killing people because they're trash. None of the Omaha police are. It's it's honestly making me sick, but I know exactly why they're being told not to pay attention to this. They put out a tweet saying that they're going to go after the street racers. Well, how about now? You're having a little trouble going after the street racers and fighting the real crime when you have Democratic senators inciting violence every single night, using the youth of schools and actually and actually using the uh, Board of Education here in Omaha to incite students to go out there and protest, to incite them to lose educational hours inside of schools, to incite them to get away from education, to incite them to be angry about absolutely nothing, ladies and gentlemen. And Senator Megan, she goes even further than that. Listen to this. Here's another, here's another one of her tweets. Finally, I'm organizing direct action if the legislature goes into a special session to ban abortion of our state in our state. DM me if you want to help. Wait for a response and please share. Oh, my God, please share. She supposedly received 1,500 messages. I highly, highly doubt that. Listen, Senator, I have been following your protest, your bullshit for some uh, for some time now. And honestly, I wouldn't be focusing so much on the um, local side of things if you guys didn't have your little cronies send me violent messages and threaten me on Twitter and on Instagram. But now that um, I, uh, well, since you guys are so stupid, you want to put Antifa right next to, you know, right next to you guys. Well, I put two and two together and you've got my attention now. But I'm not stupid because I fight the good fight. I'm going to expose you and every single one of you, Tony Vargas, Senator Pansy, Pansy-ass Little Brooks, Senator Megan, Michael Caravan. All you guys are so satanic in nature and a direct threat to this country. You care nothing of the Constitution. You've stated that multiple times, talking about it needs to be rewritten. When you know what's the funniest thing about you, Senator Megan? You come from California. How's your state doing? How's your hometown doing right now? It's doing very, very horribly. But all this nonsense over um, your constitutional right to kill babies, your constitutional right to make sure that your 11-year-old, and you actually, and you're stupid enough to bring your 11-year-old up on up into politics, and I'm guessing you're expecting people to not talking about her, but but then you yourself are going to bring her up. In the Nebraska legislator, don't bring her up if you don't want bring your people to bring her up yourself. Well, you want your 11-year-old to have the right to have an abortion. Well, we the citizens want to have the right to carry our fucking firearms, you stupid cunt. Maybe it's a person who can't give birth. Oh. Maybe it's a person who's never been raped. 
Oh, yeah, because you have, right? Doesn't have a clue what it is to go through it. Mm-hmm. In life, sometimes we go through things where we have to draw a boundary. Yep. Oh, yeah. But what do you got to say about guns again? Who want to go around and act like they're helping their communities when they are not necessarily motivated by... Um, a desire to to defend people or defend justice oh. or defend the law and oh. all of the training that our law enforcement officers go through is not something that they are a part of. Oh, and you I care about the law enforcement, don't you? Especially the open discussion of vigilante justice and the need for it oh. in the opinion of some people. Oh, vigilante justice, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't it, let me get to some vigilante justice um, um, real quick. Uh, this is a tweet by Senator Megan Hunt, and that's what you just heard speaking. When we go into special session to ban abortion in Nebraska, none of my anti-abortion colleagues should know a moment of peace while they are in the building. They should not be able to walk anywhere without being hounded by questions and harassed with your stories and questions. We have had enough. But here she is talking about how gun owners incite violence. The contradiction from these Democrats is sickening. It is honestly sickening in how she could use the Constitution for her right to kill babies, which is not in the Constitution. The First Amendment does not guide your right to kill a human being. But there should I am I, I, I will say that there might want to be laws to be introduced as far as um, some type of um, time limits on abortion. I, 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 I will say that much, but I'm not going to get into that now because you yourself, Megan, you don't give a crap about abortion rights. You don't care to give a shit about women empowerment. You are so brainwashed within your own right. Listen to yourself right now. Historically, you know, not all of you have been supporters of that. Oh. You didn't like it when the Black Panthers were doing it, oh. did you? So my concern is around who has access to guns and then who appoints themselves in this position of being a vigilante law enforcement officer and then the fact that actual trained law enforcement officers are against this whole idea. We're about to go through a whole campaign cycle where I'm, sh- I'm sure to be attacked and painted as an anti-law enforcement person. Um, she you know, is. That's already happening in the sheriff's race in, in Douglas County, where I live in Omaha. You are. People are already invoking my name. Um, invoking your name. To support the conservative candidate for that office. So, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, you can you, you see how it's 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 always it's as soon as soon as she as she knows that what she's saying is total and utter bullshit. They do Democrats do exactly what they are trained to do, which is go to being a victim. Which is why every single time, if you realize and watch the way she speaks and watch what she does, every single time someone doesn't agree with her, the first thing she says is, "Oh my God." I'm like victimized. The same thing with Michaela Kavanaugh. Every single time someone doesn't agree with her, she talks about, oh my God, I am traumatized by some of my colleagues. If you're so traumatized, get out of office. I would never be able to work with you because honestly, there'd be no having conversations with you. Everything 
And every single time I would speak to you, I'd have to worry about you being manipulative, a narcissistic, and split personalities, and definitely. And I'm not saying that to make fun of you, Michaela. You have split personalities, and I can actually see it the way you speak. Listen to this. Senator Brewer, a few minutes later, rejected Kavanaugh's uneasiness. Everyone has checked that we went in the balcony by the state patrol. There are no guns there. First of all, I don't know how he knows that. Nobody told us that. Her comments simply take away the voice of the second house. If you can't sit in this body and deal with the fact that who's in that balcony, then you shouldn't be in this body said Brewer. We are here to represent our districts in the state of Nebraska, and if you can't handle the fact that some people may not agree with you, then you, then I would really do a gut check right now on whether you're in the right place or not. So that's her. They see, no, this is the victimizing, but listen to her. Talking about how I was going to approach the debate because of my safety concerns. Oh, safety concerns. And Senator Brewer basically belittled me as a colleague and a legislator. There goes the victimizing. Because of that. I don't view that as decent or collegial or kind or compassionate. Oh. I am struggling with trauma. Really severe trauma. Because of actions that Senator Brewer has taken over the years to incite outrage about guns. I'm suffering with trauma because apparently, according to her, there's been some insights about guns and things of this nature. But, you know, um, you know, when it comes to uh, the... The, the right for the right to kill babies. Whoa, my God. Michaela Kavanaugh. Oh, she's all about it. She's talking about she's going to be a tiger out there and she's going to fight the injustice. And oh, wouldn't you know it? Somehow she's turned over a new leaf and that all and all of that. Oh, and by the way, all of that, um, that trauma, it's that that's all gone, baby. She ain't got no trauma now. She's found the eye of the tiger, Michaela Kavanaugh, haven't you? Somehow all that trauma just floated away, you know. <laughs> but it's still like not like you're actually addressing the real issues of what's going on here in Omaha, Nebraska. It's not like you ever bring up the gang violence and all and the crime rates have completely skyrocketed through the roof. It's not like you actually care about changing laws that will make the citizens of Nebraska and give them a right to stand your ground. How about making sure that the citizens can hold on to their valuable possessions because Lord have mercy, most people can barely pay their rent. But is that coming up to any of these Democrats? No. They're talking about shutting down the businesses here in Nebraska with riots and blowing up the courthouse downtown. They're talking about defunding the police. Patty Pansy Brooke is talking about having your children with grown men dressed up as drag queens and they're going to come in there and talk about sexual orientation, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I, for one, am not going to stand for that. 
I, for one, am going to make it a point now to go after every single one of these Democrats because they actually kind of pissed me off with their little cronies, you know what I mean? They, they're, they're, sending, they're sending little cronies to try to antagonize me. You guys probably should have left me alone and I really, really wouldn't have got to, got to a lot of the things that I'm talking about now. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's just simply amazing that now all that trauma has disappeared. And Michaela Kavanaugh, oh man, she's turned over a, a new leaf. She knows everything. Now she's like a new woman. And I mentioned previously people in my life who have been conceived. And let me be explicitly clear, I am talking about my cousins oh. who were conceived through IVF. Um, and I have somebody really, one of the most important people in my life who's having a baby soon. And oh. she's shared some things with me about this. You sure and you don't want to board it? These are really, really important things to keep in mind. What, well, Michaela Kavanaugh, why don't you tell us all about your family and how important your family is? I'm 100% sure that you got elected to office to talk about us, you know, the people, you know, the people that pay you, the people that elected you. But lately, all you keep on talking about, all the Democrats ever see, uh, seem to bring up is themselves, their families, and, you know, the trauma that their families have been through. How overprivileged can you be? And you want us to vote for you here in the state of Nebraska? What's that you say about about what you're talking about? Oh, well, my cousin uh, goes up to $2,000. If it becomes a felony to destroy embryos, I'm pretty sure I, uh, the conversation around IVF oh, is yeah. Tell a us really about important it. one as it pertains to this bill. And I mentioned previously people in my life who have been conceived. And let me be explicitly clear, I am talking about my cousins. Who were conceived <laughs> oh, my God. No one cares. Um, and No one cares, Michaela Kavanaugh. We do not care about your family. You did not get elected to sit there and act like, oh, my God, my family is going through some stuff. And I have serious, serious trauma because my colleagues talk about firearms and inciting, inciting gun and inciting firearms and inciting the gun culture. And it's just so crazy, according to every single one of these Nebraska Democrats and all the Nebraska Democratic Party. Tony Vargas is no is no different up there talking about, man, I just think there should be, you know, some some regulations you know what i'm saying oh yeah you think you there should be some regulations while you walk down downtown with your lgbt group with your pedophiles you know there was five pedophiles at your little protest a few days ago did you know that you would have known that if you were looking if you were looking at your pedophile registry list while you were walking down the street with your kids yeah five pedophiles there there with you tony vargas but i'm sure you were you felt right at home didn't you now, once again, according to Michaela Kavanaugh, every single time a new bill gets introduced, or, oh, my God, uh, it's a constitution right to abort, you know what I mean? And IVF, that's something really important to me. Not because it's affecting any of you, you know, any of you citizens, any of you slaves. I don't care about you, but I want to talk about my cousin because it's affecting her. 
That's who she cares about is her cousin. That she cares about her family. She never once, every single time she brings up something of serious nature, even when it comes to inflation, first thing she talks about is, well, I actually have a cousin that's going through. No one gives a shit, you narcissistic bitch. I'm done with it. I'm done being nice to you Democrats. I'm done ignoring you Democrats. I've actually ignored you guys for a very good purpose here in this local area because I want to focus on the global agenda. I want to focus on the real elite class, but you guys, but it's, it's amazing to me that a few puppets from the New World Order have been able to piss me off. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I have a lot more information when it comes to Michaela Kavanaugh, when it comes to Megan Hunt, when it comes to Senator Pansy Brooks, when it comes to Tony Vargas, I have so much more information uh, for you guys. And it's all going to be released here soon, coming up over the next few days. And you guys want information of why maybe you shouldn't vote for these people? Well, don't worry. I'm going to give you that information and that and so much more, and especially when it comes to Senator Pansy Brooks, you know, with her little and Tony Vargas with their little, um, you know, um, uh, friends in the energy companies, you know what I mean? Oh, and we're not talking about clean, renewable greenhouse, you know what I mean? We're not talking about clean, renewable energy. No, we're talking about in the oil field industry, right? But after all, have a good day, mate, to you Antifa folk out there, and fuck off. <sighs> yeah, fuck absolutely off. Like, literally, hands down. Hands fucking down. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring me to the end of this broadcast. And once again, let me state this once again. I have a lot more information for you guys with all the Nebraska Democratic Party. I've been trying to be nice, but unfortunately, there is no being nice with you guys. I can't even go down to a few of your protests without having to worry about you sending your little cronies and not even being let, allowing me to have a conversation at some of the protests. And even if I do, and, but then again, I start thinking about it. And honest to God, like, you know, you literally have a bunch of children there for you. As you're, you have a bunch of children there for you, all voting, all, all taking part of your fucked up system to convince them to be mad about absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And Senator Megan, you know what the saddest thing is about you is your home state looks like complete trash and destruction. Crackheads, cokeheads everywhere. All because you are trying to introduce the same type of bills that California introduced. Well, how's that state doing? The suburb isn't really the suburb for crying out loud. There's rarely any part of California that is actually inhabitable. It's all complete trashed out. Crackhead over here, drug dealer over here, transgender screwing a little boy over there. You'd feel right at home if you did go back to California, which is why I don't know why you won't. Just don't. With a lot of other senators, though, don't worry, guys. I'm not going to leave you out. I'm not going to leave you out at all because I know you guys all run with each other. You're all pushing the same bullshit, for crying out loud. For uh, Like I said... What's the most amazing thing to me? Uh, what's the most amazing amazing thing to me is right now, a little over two hours ago, Pansy uh, Pansy Patty Little Brooks was having a meeting with all of her white people, all about how democratic she is, right, and how and how much she really cares about 
the poor communities and how much she cares about the poor communities having the rights to their abortion, right? I can definitely see that. Let's see. White, 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 overprivileged, overprivileged, overprivileged. It's just a bunch of white overprivileged people that you associate with. And pictures tell a thousand words, but this isn't the first picture I've caught you with. So, ladies and gentlemen, follow me up for more information. Follow me right here on Anchor and Spotify and or Rumble, ladies and gentlemen, and Twitter and Instagram, guys. Subliminal Message Studios, all one word, guys. And we're going to be hitting the local news that much harder. See how much I can piss some of you Democrats off with these.